Papers are coming out every day. Question is, do we have time to read all these papers? I know we don't have enough time to read. That's why I started this podcast. I call it No Time to Read. It sounds funny, but it makes sense. I'm your host, Ari Prashraf, would invite first author or corresponding author of a recently published plant biology paper, and they will share the story. With this, I'd like to welcome you to the No Time to Read podcast. And you can find and subscribe the podcast at Spotify, Google Podcast, and Apple Podcast. Hi everyone, welcome to the season one, episode 11 of our No Time to Read podcast. And today we'll talk about a paper which is about the respiration in root. This paper came out recently in the Journal of Physiology of Plantarum. And as always, we have the first author of this article, Maura Zimmerman, with us. Welcome to the podcast, Maura. Uh, please tell us something about yourself first. Hey, Reef. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, so... I uh, grew up in rural Pennsylvania, and despite being surrounded by plants, I didn't really get interested in them until I saw a particularly bad movie called The Happening. Um, And in it, plants are producing um, this neurotoxin that affects humans. Um, Really bad movie, but it got me interested in plants and thinking about how plants defend themselves because they're constantly being eaten and exposed to other stressful conditions. Like, you know, if I were being nibbled on by a grizzly, I would have a very immediate and loud response. Um, But plants don't seem to have that. And so it really got me interested in how plants um, cope with these types of pressures. And so um, at my undergrad institution, Susquehanna University, um, I started doing research with Dr. Packer on plant defenses. So I was looking specifically at um, defenses of black cherry trees to um, eastern tent caterpillars, as well as fava beans to aphid infestation. And I really enjoyed doing research and trying to puzzle out what the data meant. Um, So I talked with um, Dr. Packer and some other professors uh, at Susquehanna University, and they recommended I go to graduate school. Um, So here I am. Temperature is a little bit different than um, defenses, but I was still really interested in this um, specific response um, to specific um, temperature responses of roots in that Tobias um, was looking at. Fantastic. So, Maura, this paper, when I was looking at it, I realized that this paper is the respiration in root, uh, which you don't often encounter. So, what actually first thing interested you about this, the respiration in root? So what first interested us, so it kind of relates back to growth. So we're looking at um, some root growth rate responses to temperature. Um, So root growth rate and many other different developmental processes are faster at higher non-stressful temperatures. Um, And so previous work um, in the Baskin lab looked more into depth at what was causing this. um, And um, they found two um, different parameters that were the same at both temperatures. So cell production rate and length of the growth zone. Um, And so we were really curious as to why this was occurring, what benefit the plant was getting from it. Um, And coincidentally, when we were thinking about that, um, Dr. Owen Atkin came and gave a talk about his work on oxygen uptake and respiration. Um, 
And we were really interested in this and thinking, okay, well, maybe this could help us determine what kind of cost benefit this could be to the plant. Um, and so we reached out to him about it and he contacted um, Stephen Jay and we all talked about it um, and they were interested in working with us on this. Um, so they're in Australia. So I went to Australia to work with them on this to measure root elongation and respiration side by side at these two temperatures to compare growth parameters to respiration. Interesting. So it looks like it came out all from the collaboration. Very nice. Yeah. So um, other thing, like, so you kind of give the idea that how you got interested in the first place and then say about that whole project, like how it started, what was like first few fundamental question. I realized that you went to Australia, was measuring those parameters, but what was the question at that time you was formulating for this project? So the question kind of was um, like, is there any um, cost to having the same um, cell production rate at both temperatures? Like, is there any type of like cost benefit to that? Like, our um, respiration rates at 15C higher than those at 25C as a result of it, like trying to keep that cell production rate down. Cool. So uh, we found that like the kind of experiments you did for the respiration um, measurement and data. So you, can you tell us a little bit more what sort of experiments you do? I think most of us are not familiar with this sort of experimental setup. Neither was I at first. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, the so for oxygen flux, um, so we kept temperature constant throughout. It was I want to emphasize that because some temperature studies like change the temperatures, and so this was constant twenty five or fifteen. Okay. Um, and so for the oxygen um, uptake experiments, we took oxygen measurements all along the route. And so we started at the quiescent center um, because it's easily seen in the microscope and a bit more um, reliable origin for measurements than the root cap because the root cap size can change. Um, so we started at the quiescent center and then we took measurements from the quiescent center. Um, I think it, in the meristem, it was about 76 microns. And then once we got to where we knew it was an elongation zone, it was every 256 microns. Um, we took measurement oxygen uptake measurements along the route until we got to root hairs, which we assumed was the mature zone. And so we had a nice little profile of oxygen uptake along the route from the quiescent center to the mature zone. Um, and then for strip flow, um, so to calculate how large different growth zones were in the root, we used a program called strip flow. And so we took two images timed about 60 seconds apart. Um, and using that, those two images and the fact that 60 seconds apart, strip flow can calculate the velocity at each part of the root. Um, because it has the displacement in terms of the images and the time part. So it calculates um, the velocity each part of the route to obtain a velocity profile. And in this velocity profile, there are two transition zones. So two places where the slope changes. At the end of the meristem, beginning of the elongation zone, the slope drastically um, increases because cells are rapidly elongating. And then at the end of the elongation zone, beginning of the mature zone, the slope plateaus because cells have stopped elongating 
and they're mature now and there's no more growth. And we can use that, those two transition points to calculate um, how large the meristem is and how large the elongation zone is and the entire growth zone. Interesting. So I think like when you're measuring all these things, what you basically learned um, in this process and what we should learn from your paper and take some messages from this paper. Okay. So um, we looked at um, a couple of other genotypes. Also, I just want to mention this because um, okay. <laughs> um, that did not display um, the same um, cell production rate at both temperatures. So we were comparing Columbia to them. And so our original um, question, reason for doing this was to determine if oxygen uptake was correlated um, with cell production division. Um, and the answer for that is, drum roll please. Nope. <laughs> so <laughs> um, oxygen uptake um, was in the meristem was poorly correlated with cell division. Mm -hmm. um, meristem size was considerably shorter at 25 for Columbia, but the profiles for oxygen uptake versus position were similar at the two temperatures. So no hint differences sizes of the mm -hmm. meristems. Meristem length was also unrelated to the profile of mitochondrial abundance um, mm -hmm. in Columbia. Cell production rate was the same at both growth temperatures, but integrated oxygen uptake in the meristem was actually lower at 25C, um, which was inconsistent with division being costly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and Columbia and Landsberg had similar cell production rates at 15, but the Columbia meristem took up more oxygen. And then the final nail in the coffin for this, um, in both of the mutants, cell production rate was higher than that of Columbia or Landsberg, but steady state um, Q10 values for oxygen uptake in the meristem were not different among these lines. Uh, oh, and a Q10 um, is a temperature coefficient, um, and it's a measure of temperature sensitivity. Um, so altogether, um, seems to suggest that respiratory demands of cell division are more modest than we went in thinking they were, which was actually kind of surprising, um, considering the doubling of cell content and cost of protein synthesis during uh, cell division. And so one possible explanation could be meristem cells expend less energy on transport across membranes than do um, cells in other zones. Um, yeah, so that's kind of answer to our original question, but we also found out a lot of other neat stuff along the way. Um, so there's a very high metabolic activity in the quiescent center root cap area. And so this high rate is not likely to be an artifact of, mm -hmm. um, so in our, um, oxygen uptake um, calculations, we assume infinite cylindrical geometry. Mm -hmm. And the root is not an infinite cylinder. <laughs> it's no. finite and it's tapered. And so um, we mathematically modeled and um, did an experiment with yeast that had a tapering root to see if this tapering was the cause for that um, dramatic increase in metabolic rate in the mm -hmm. QC. Um, and it wasn't, if anything, um, our calculations were underestimating the amount of respiration going on at the QC. Um, so, so it's real. <laughs> um, so we also <laughs> show um, that the root tip had the highest density of mitochondria, 
um, as well as oxygen uptake. So there's something going on in the root tip that's costly. Um, and we don't really think that it's the quiescent center because quiescent center cells have been shown to be um, pretty limited in their metabolic activity. Um, and it's also been shown that hypoxia is important for um, signaling stem cell identity, um, which has been heavily emphasized for plant mare stems. Um, so a root cap that's consuming a ton of oxygen would probably be actually beneficial to the quiescent center. Um, and root cap cells are known to constantly be responding to signals and secreting compounds. So that could be why there's an increased oxygen uptake in that area. Um, also, both of the mutants that we looked at, AHK3 and ER105, were much more sensitive to growth temperatures in terms of oxygen consumption than their wild-type Columbia. So rectokinase has been shown to mediate temperature in responses in the shoot, so it might have a similar role in the root. Um, AHK3 has much more temperature sensitivity in um, oxygen uptake in the QC, or the quiescent center, um, and the rest of its profile more closely resembled Columbia. So HK3 is a membrane receptor that responds to cytokinin. And while the root cap contains plenty of cytokinin, the main regulatory activity attributed to it within the root cap is gravitropism. And we and others, such as us, um, observed a wild type gravitropism in the HK3 mutant. So we okay. don't think that it's gravitropism. Um, so cytokinin appears to be influencing root cap metabolism in some possibly temperature-dependent way. We're not entirely sure what way that is. Um, and then the last thing, <laughs> um, across the elongation zone, although oxygen uptake per area measured declined mm -hmm. to a plateau, the uptake per cell increased. And so this is not inherently obvious looking at our graphs, um, but it's because the average oxygen uptake fell by about twofold across the elongation zone. At the same time, cell length increased about five to tenfold. And so the oxygen uptake declining by only twofold indicates that respiratory program of cytoplasmic protein increased substantially. And so the integrated oxygen uptake, which is kind of like the oxygen uptake for that entire zone um, of the elongation zone, it's much higher than that of the meristem, despite the elongation zone containing fewer total cells. Um, and so this increased oxygen consumption per cell in the elongation zone could be needed for more than just the process of rapid elongation. Um, so there could be higher maintenance costs, um, transporting material um, into and throughout the cell. Um, and this is supported by the profiles of uptake rate, um, rarely decreasing in the mature zone. So where cells have completely stopped um, elongating. So that indicates that the high respiratory rate per cell is sustained into the mature zone and not directly tied to the process of elongation itself. Nice. Very excellent. You should take a breath. <laughs> uh, so I have, you know, uh, one or two small questions. So how did you visualize or confirm that in the root cap cells that are higher mitochondrial density? Oh, yes. So we um, used a line that um, had a YFP marker line for mitochondria that have marked okay. mitochondria, and we looked at it under the confocal. Mm -hmm. 
interesting. So it's just a philosophical question. There should not be any data. Like how it is beneficial for the root to have like higher mitochondria or higher respiration rate on the root cap cells? So we're not entirely sure. <laughs> that That's actually like an avenue that I was interested in for future studies, like what's causing that um, greater respiration. But it could be because like the root cap is sending out a lot of like secretions um, and also getting a lot of signals. Um, so that's what we think could be part of it. Um, there's also a fair amount of division and sloughing off of cells there. So that could also have something to do with it. But that's something that I was really interested in. Okay. Uh, cool. I think that kind of leads to the f- next question. Like, uh, is there any plan or something next you are thinking or planning to do after this paper related to this? Um, so not personally, but there are like things that I'm like really curious about because <laughs> I'm almost, um, I'm getting towards the end, so I can't really do okay. anything. <laughs> but um, yeah, so like, talking about before what's so costly in the root tip um, and also like look further um, into like trying to piece apart cell division elongation impact over oxygen uptake. So like somehow developing a system where cell division elongation, um, you can like adjust them um, directly, manipulate them directly, and then seeing if oxygen uptake rates um, alter in response to that would be really interesting, I think. Okay. So uh, can you tell us about the how it went with the review process? Is there anything, uh, particular question you had to answer during the review process or some figure got changed? Um, so um, we, the reviewers had great comments that resulted in a couple of revisions. We um, added some extra paragraphs to clarify things. Um, the figures, I don't think, really changed too much um, during the review process. Um, oh, yeah, we um, didn't have scale bars on them, so we had to have those. <laughs> but I think that was, I think, the major thing that changed with the figures. Um, nice. Yeah. So, Mara, before I... I'm going to end this episode. I'll ask you to acknowledge some people. Just before that, I forgot to ask you, you mentioned the movie inspired you, Happening. Oh. Are you going to recommend me or the audience to watch that? No, it is a okay. bad movie. It, I think it has a score of like 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh my God. <laughs> it is, it's a red flag. Yes. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Um, so, Maura, I think we're kind of at the end of the episode. So, if you want to acknowledge someone who is involved in this study or help this study. So, um, obviously, Tobias. <laughs> um, I want to thank Tobias. He's a great mentor, and um, I'm glad I ended up in his lab. Um, I also want to really thank Owen, Jay, and Steve. Um, it was amazing working with such great scientists. Um, I really learned a lot talking with them and I'm very grateful that they were willing to work with us on this. Um, They were also very patient with me as I was learning the ropes and figuring things out and trying not to break any oxygen probes. (laughs) (laughs) And thank you for inviting me here. Oh, no problem. Just one quick question. How long have you stayed when you were in Australia for experiment? 
Uh, I was there for the fall semester of 2018. Yeah. Okay. Nice. So, well, one more thing, uh, because we are recording it, so Maura has a very nice background with a lot of things oh. which you cannot see. <laughs> okay, thank you so much, Maura, to uh, share this story with us. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Hopefully, we'll come back with another good paper, nice story next time. Thanks again. Thank you.